It's Tuesday, and you know what that means. My boy Club Shay Shay Shannon Chop is still in L.A. Living the good life. It's still a little bit cold out here. It's okay, though. It's okay. I'm in the house. The Black Widow's in the house. My man Shannon is here. The NBA season begins tonight. Now, this is where Shannon goes this way because he comes up here and starts talking that blasphemous stuff. It ain't going to fly, Shannon. It ain't going to fly. You hear me? You hear me? The quest, the quest for 18 Lakers. The quest for number five with Go James starts tonight. Oh, please. Tonight. in the house. Let's go. Good day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome into First Take on this beautiful Tuesday from NYC. It's about to be 70s today, Stephen A., so you should be happy about that. They say it's about to be 70, but damn it, it felt 50. <laughs> it felt 50. Yeah, well, it you got to give 50. it some time to warm up, the sun to come out, like you know, let things long. cook. I don't like waiting too hot long for the heat, Shannon. I don't like waiting too hot long for the heat. I get it. You're a microwave okay. guy. By, by the way, where's my screen? That screen is black right there. I got uh -uh. to see my boy Shannon. I shouldn't have to look here to see him. I need to look there. Thank you very, very much. How's this ensemble today? Stephen A., you didn't, you didn't like the Paisley yesterday, so I figured I'd step it up just a tad today. My brother, that, that looks a little bit wild. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, okay. I, 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 but, but, but you can get away with it. You can get away with it. But see, you can't, you can't be the Hulk, but then have a blazer that's trying to stand out more than, than you. Okay. That's okay. not going to work. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm Shannon, here. Shannon, do you? I'm here. Jeff Saturday. Do you? Great to have you with us. Do you? You look good, bro. That's do right. you? Hey, listen. Appreciate you, that, Saturday. How you, you doing this morning? You ain't, Jeff you ain't Jeff Saturday waving your head like you don't do the curls and all of that stuff. Like he did last week. You ain't doing that. So that's what's going you on. You have great boy. hair. Uh, by the way, NBA season tips off yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, Ryan yeah. Windhorst yeah, is going to be here. Yeah, Tim yeah. Legler, and we're going to dive into all of it, especially I, the Giannis news. I just want to let the world know I'm here for. Shannon all year long because he's going to make a whole bunch of errors. And I am here for him. I'm no. here for him. You know if, I just, if I just say go James 90% of the time I'm going to be right. That's all <laughs> yes, I got to say. Sir. Well, it's the 10% that really, really counts. <laughs> but go ahead. All right, guys. Uh, let's start with Monday Night Football. Brock Purdy loses two straight for the first time in his career as the Vikings pull off the upset. The Niners have lost back-to-back -back games after winning 15 straight in the regular season, Purdy threw multiple interceptions in a game for the first time in his career. And Monday marked the first time the Niners lost the turnover battle in their last 17 games. Here's Kyle Shanahan on that L. Flat out got beat. And I think right now you got to take it like a man. And we got a game here. And you know, I think tomorrow um, we wake up, it'll be five days from now. We got a team coming off a of bye week who's been waiting for this for a little bit. And we can't sit here and worry about what's happened before this. Shannon, I want to start with you here. Have you lost confidence in Brock Purdy? Lost confidence? I, I knew what he was to begin with. I noticed when we had this conversation about three weeks ago, Stephen A., I was trending because I said Brock Purdy wasn't, wasn't elite. Now, all of a sudden, I ain't getting nothing. Nobody was on my timeline. Shannon doesn't know what he's talking about. Shannon's a <laughs> hater. He's jealous. I didn't get any of that last night. Remember, I said if you remove that hedge, it's amazing. The Minnesota Vikings and Brian Flores says, you know what? We're taking Christian McCaffrey away. We refuse to let him run the football. We want the ball in that elite quarterback's hand, Brock Purdy. And what happened? Two interceptions. They had three interceptions. They had three turnovers coming in into the game. They had... Yeah, three turnovers in their first six games. Okay. They had three last night. And when the defense can't be perfect, Kirk Cousins was, what, 8 of 13 on third downs. When he couldn't be perfect, when everything around him couldn't be perfect, and they asked Brock Purdy to deliver us, 
He didn't. He didn't do it. He is what he is because I look at it like this. If Brock Purdy is elite, we need another definition for Patrick Mahomes because he's ungodly. He's astronomical. He's out of the world. Brock Purdy is what he is. When things are really, really well, he can, he can operate within that system Saturday. But when you ask him to go outside and to be extraordinary, Christian McCaffrey can't run the football. You're down Debo. And then you saw what happened. Uh, he is what he is. And I didn't lose confidence because I know what he was to begin with. Mm. I got you. Let me let me chime in here, uh, Jeff Saturday, because I listen, I've lost confidence in him because I had a belief in him. 20 touchdowns, just two interceptions uh, in his first 10 regular season starts. That's what we were looking at with, jo- with Brock Purdy. Yeah, you looked at the system that Kyle Shanahan was putting in place, but then ultimately you looked at Brock Purdy and you compared them to the other quarterbacks that were there compared to what they were doing. And you're saying this is the dude, this is the guy, and it's the future. And I'm not saying that's still not the case. But – I'm looking at the velocity on some of his throws, his arm strength, et cetera, and I'm saying, excuse me, he doesn't have the strongest arm in the world. Obviously, no. time, and, uh, time and factors into the equation. You're looking at the chemistry he had with Debo Samuels and Iuke, and obviously Christian McCaffrey there, George Kittle, we can't forget that. But with Debo Samuels out there not having that reliable component to throw the ball to, it seems to have compromised him to such a degree. I also think we got to pay attention to Kyle Shanahan. Did y'all notice that the 49ers since 2017 – Went down by five points or more in the fourth quarter. They are 0-29 under Mike Shanahan. I mean, Kyle Kyle. Shanahan. Mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan. Do you realize that? 0-29 when you're down by five or more in the fourth quarter since 2017. I I mean, I'm like, my God, really? I had to double-check that with my research. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, there's something wrong with it. Go ahead, Shannon. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Can I tell you why? Go ahead, when please. you have when you just have guys that are system guys, you can't have that expectation that they're going to be Patrick Mahomes, that they're going to be Joe Burrow, that they're going to be one of these elite level quarterbacks because he just has guys. You have a Mullen, you have a Brian Hoyer, you have a Jimmy G, you have a Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'm not surprised at that that's so, because everybody that you just mentioned, and everybody that played in that system are just guys. So and without perfection around them, they can't succeed. I got that point, but what I'm saying is we we anticipate and assume, even with you being, I wouldn't say critical, because you've been more than fair to Brock Purdy, as you yes. are to most of the guys, and all the guys that you cover, but I will tell you this, you never mentioned them in the same breath as you mentioned those other dudes. The no. Mullins of the Worlds and the Hoyas of the Worlds. We thought Brock Purdy was better than that, Jeff Saturday. Now I'm not so sure, and I'm just looking at it now. You're averaging over 33 points a game to start the season 5-0, and only 17 points in your two-game losing streak, two turnovers, three into the game with three turnovers, a plus eight in turnover margin. Now you've had about three turnovers and only forced one game last, forced one turnover last night. I don't like what I'm seeing. And to, to have Debo out, and that's really it, Jeff, and for them to be at this point, I expected better from San Francisco. I got to admit that. Yeah, I, I wish I was on uh, Shannon's timeline because I would call him a hater. I, w- I would probably put it on. <laughs> so I should have put it on your timeline, Shannon, because here's the bottom right, line. Right, right. Brock Purdy, what you're asking him to do and what you're – I'm not calling him Joe Montana by no means. I, I've heard a lot of guys try to compare him. To, but in the last two years, he has thrown more tight window passes for completions than anybody in the NFL. So he's not just a system guy. He does play outside the numbers at times. 
times. Here is the situation with them last night. They start the game with a turnover on defense. Now Christian McCaffrey gives the ball back up in the red zone. Can't happen. Drives them back down. They miss another field goal. So as this defense that we talked about all season being able to lock it down, Kirk Cousins goes out and just runs rough shot on him, throwing the ball for three, a 350 plus touchdowns, all kinds of things. There was a there was a systematic failure with the 49ers, and it wasn't just about the quarterback. And you made mention they did shut Christian McCaffrey down in the run game. They didn't run the ball nearly as effective as they had. But as you're talking about with or without Debo Samuel, I'm gonna give you some stats. With Debo Samuel, he has a Brock Purdy has a 71% completion rate. He's eight touchdowns, no interceptions. His off-target throws are 12%. That's pretty good. Without him on the field, he's 61% completion rate. He's three touchdowns, three interceptions. And he's off target 21%. Now you would go, well, hey, a quarterback should outplay. You look other than other than Patrick Mahomes, all right? Take him off the table because he is a different dude. He is a different level of elite. But everybody else in the league, man, when you lose that dude, when Josh Allen loses digs, or when you see these guys become different quarterbacks because they got that guy. Debo is that guy for the offense. And they move him around in motions, they put him in the backfield, they get great matchups that does give a quarterback, especially a young quarterback, a lot of confidence. And listen, the interception, the first interception to Jennings that he throws, Jennings does like an extra stem, Shannon, and then comes back and he's late to the ball. It's a bad ball. I'm not taking Purdy off the hook there. It's a bad ball. But the, uh, he's assuming the, the, the receiver is going to be where he is if it's like another, another receiver running the route. So it happens. But Brock Purdy has, play, has put this team in the position to talk about 10 wins, no losses before this, these last two weeks. And by the way, the week they played the Browns and lost, he did bring them back against the number one defense. And if their kicker makes a 40-yard kick, which every kicker in the NFL should, we're talking about a one-loss football team. Now, he can't do any more. Did he play great in that game? No. But when all the chips were on the table, and that's what you were talking about, Shannon, when it's all in, you got to push all in. He did make that throw to Ayuk, who goes up the middle and gets them in position to make the field goal. That's all you can ask of a QB. He can't do any more. And listen, did he play great last night? I'm not saying he played great. But I have lost no confidence in him. I think the team as a whole has hit a two-game stretch that is ugly. How many missed tackles did you see last night from San Fran? Bro, they never miss tackles. And, I mean, you got Greenwell missing. You, I mean, you've you got everybody in Ward, there. You see yeah. Ward have a pick in his hand at the end of the half, and Addison strips it out of his hand and yeah. walks in the end zone. Yeah. Like, those aren't plays that the defense can give up when your offense doesn't have right. Debo nor Trent Williams starting. Right, so, real quick. you can't go on Purdy. Go ahead, Shannon, real quick. Yeah, and, and Bosa, the defense didn't play well last night. No. They didn't get the pressure that I thought no they, sacks. they could generate. No sacks. You're right. And Bosa and, that, and Fred Warner was overrunning plays, and they didn't play well. They couldn't get off the field on third down. That's and right. And if you can't get off the field on third down, you give the offense, the opposing offense, too many cracks at you to get the ball into the end zone. But the reason why I haven't lost confidence in Brock Purdy is because mm. I see him for what he is, not what he isn't. Okay. okay. We'll leave it there. The Chiefs have now passed uh, – the uh, Niners, excuse me, the Chiefs now pass the Niners as the favorites to win the Super Bowl, oh. that according to Caesar Sportsbook. So that just happened after this game. 
All right, NBA season tipping off tonight. Let's get into it, folks. <laughs> Milwaukee Bucks star Giannis Antetokounmpo has agreed on a three-year, $186 million contract extension. The deal, which includes a player option for the 2027-28 season, commits Giannis to two-time NBA MVP to the franchise through the duration of guard Damian Lillard's contract and ends the possibility of him entering free agency in 2025. With the extension for Giannis, he and Dame are guaranteed to be under contract for the next three seasons in Milwaukee. Take a look at that squad. The other core members, Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, are both signed through the next two seasons. On that note, we welcome in Brian Windhorse. It is officially... <laughs> What's going on, my brother? NBA season when we have you Mr. here Sharp. in the flesh. Good to see you. Good How you doing, you. Wendy? Uh, Wendy, tell me this. Was this a good move for Giannis? It's questionable. Um, this is a gift that he's given to the Bucks organization. You know, they, Molly, they have a beautiful plaza outside their arena. They call it the Deer District. Mm -hmm. I move they need to rename that Giannis Atenacumpo Plaza because he didn't have to do this. How about Greek Freak Plaza? Why well, I got to be all that at the Kumpo Plaza? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's Greek too freak. long. That's too Giannis. long. That's too long. Giannis Square. <laughs> yeah. How about that? that? <laughs> he, he didn't have to do this, okay? He, he came out one on the record when they made the Lillard trade and said, I'm going to sign in a year. Nobody was upset. Nobody was worried in Milwaukee. And also, like, yeah, I think this is going to work in Milwaukee. I like where they're headed. I think they got a great chance to win this year. But yeah. they got an unproven coach. Chris Middleton's coming off an injury. They just had a disappointing season last year. He does this deal now. Yes, it gives him some financial protection. But he could have signed the same deal at the end of the season. And so now he gets in a position where if they have a down year, I don't expect that to happen. But I thought they were going to – Maybe win it all last year. Mm -hmm. Now he's locked in for four more years, and he's in the same boat that Dame is was last year. If Dame, we you know, wanted to move out, he had four years on his contract, and they lost a little bit of leverage. So Giannis gave up a marginal amount of leverage to lock in some financial security and set up his contract for the rest of his career. Absolutely not something that needed to happen for the Bucks. So a huge win for them, locking him down, and a vote of confidence. Mm -hmm for this team going into this regular season? You know, when they told me they were going to ask me this question this morning, I have to confess to you that I said for the first time, I said, I think that Brian Windhorst needs to be drug tested. That's what, that was my <laughs> initial reaction. And the reason why I came to that conclusion, Wendy, is because all I could see was three years, $186 million. Yeah. You divide that by three, right, and, and, and it comes up to 60 $2 million a year. What the hell you mean is questionable? You know, questionable decision about $62 million a you, year. Were you worried he wasn't going to get paid for the next excuse me. No, it wasn't that, but you never know. Injuries. You know, like anything can happen. Life, life is life. Tomorrow ain't guaranteed, baby. You got to take that. I'm not now. I'm not saying that you pull a Carmelo Anthony, who in 2007 had an opportunity to have an out after three years and took the five years instead, when he's the one that should have been in Miami with D Wade and LeBron also instead didn't of Bosh. That's you right. Go and he didn't get the max. Exactly. History. He should have. He should have made sure he had an out after those three years and bet on himself the way LeBron and D Wade did. But in the same breath. You don't sit up there and pass up $62 million, particularly in this day and age where if you are a star, you have shown the ability to be able to force your way out, unfortunately. It's something that we lament, but, but never you've got one year on your contract if you right. want to do that. That's, just look what happened with Lillard. Lillard right. had four years on his contract, and he, was, he, he lost leverage. He wanted to go to Miami, Didn't and he did it, it and I right. get it. But he still got out of Portland, and all I'm saying to you is that if you're Giannis, you get that money. 
You get that $62 million a year, yeah. you take that money. And not to mention the fact that he don't have a problem staying in Milwaukee under normal circumstances. Basically, he was just basically saying to them, listen, don't sit idly by. Don't get complacent. Don't think that, you know, this window is closed and you just want to keep me here What's while more? we don't build. What's more, 233 or 186? What's more? Excuse me? Well, 233 over well, four years. But I'm, saying, but I'm just, all I'm saying to you is $62 million a year is $62 million a I'm year. I'm just saying he could have had more flexibility more leverage, more money if he waited. Wait, right. guys, he didn't wait. It was a gift. Stephen A. He doesn't want flexibility. Giannis doesn't want to go anywhere. Giannis doesn't want the pressure that comes along with going to a new organization and bringing a championship. It's I wouldn't say the pressure, though, Shannon. I don't think it's the he, pressure that bothers him. I just don't think, I just really don't think he's he's enamored at the thought of just going to the big city instead of staying in Milwaukee. But I don't do think you, the pressure phases him. Think about the guys in his generation that have left, that we compare him to. KD, when he left, what did he do? Brought championships. LeBron, he went to Miami, got a championship. Comes back to Cleveland, got a championship. Goes to the Lakers, Hold on. got a championship. Hold on. Pause, pause, pause. First of all, I like the the Blazers a little challenging, but the tie with the with, with the <laughs> with the stuff you got, I do like that. That's number one. Okay. That's a distraction. Number two. Do not mention those those names in the same breath. KD didn't have a title when he went to Golden State. No, but, LeBron but, but, didn't have a title when he went to Miami. Giannis but, already got a title. But the expectation becomes greater because when you are that level of talent, you are expected to bring a title to wherever the destination you land. You are expected to do that. And he said he wanted he wanted Milwaukee to show him a commitment to winning long term. Well, hell, you go out and get Dame Lillard. Is that not a commitment to winning long term? What more do you need? And I agree with you, Stephen A. How do I turn down? Yeah, I could get four for 223 next year. But I'm going to go ahead and take that three for 186 this year. I'm going to take that now. I'm not going to worry about down the road. I got this now because guess what? In two years, three years, he'll be right back at the table doing another extension if he stays healthy. So I have no problem with this, but I believe that Giannis, Giannis does not want these pressures that comes along with leaving Milwaukee because if you leave an organization at that level of talent, you are expected, you are required, you are damn near demanded to bring a title to your new city. Well, Giannis wants it all. He wants to have a great team around him and all the money. Now, he's been very clear about that. So he's essentially saying he thinks that he's getting it all with this deal. But I'll just yeah. say, like, you can't say everything's going to be good and you can extend in two years and also in the same breath say you got to get the money now. So, like, I was, like, I'm never going to look at Giannis and say, hey, I, didn't, I don't like you locking in for 160, 180. That's fine. This was a surprising move. I had, I don't know about you, Stephen A., I had no conversations with anybody in the league in the last week. There was a deadline for Giannis to sign this deal. It was midnight last night. Mm -hmm. I talked about Zeke Naji before I talked about Giannis with life because nobody expected he would do this. Mm -hmm. When Giannis and you know and his agent came to the Bucks over the weekend and said they might do this. The Bucks were hurrying up to get that paper in front of him. They okay. didn't want him to have a second thought. Right. They, they weren't expecting this. So look, I don't know if it's going to work out in the long term. I'm just saying he did something he didn't have to do because he has respect for the Bucks organization. We don't see that in 2023 very well. Well, listen, you well the Bucks have earned the respect because the Bucks have done everything he's they asked lost them in the to first do. Round I understand that. No, no, I'm talking about they've get, they've given him everything that he's asked for. They got yes. a championship, okay? They got a championship, and whatever he wants, they try to give him. I mean, my God, they got two roster spots for his brothers on the squad. I mean, what are we talking about here? You know what I'm saying? I mean, anything this dude wants, well, we've they seen will, they guys will leave situations like I, that. I understand that, but you know, a lot of times their relationship with the organization isn't 
is as good as his relationship with the Bucks appears to be. Clearly. And so that's what it is. And I think that they, you know, I, to me, the Bucks earned his faith as far as I'm concerned because they do what he suggests needs to be done. And then they go right. from there. The Cavs earned LeBron's, but LeBron said I, the situation's better. Yeah, but else. you know that better than most. You know there were other elements. Yeah, when, when did they could. There's always yeah. other elements. Yeah, it was always other, yep. especially in Cleveland. There's always other elements. You know what I'm saying? Let, let Practice me, let facility near his home and all that stuff. They, doing, they did everything but give him a pedicure personally. And he, said, ridiculous. And he said L.A. sounds nice. Okay. Exactly. Let, me ask, let me ask you a question. Before he went to Miami, if they could have got him a Dame Lillard, do you believe he would have still left Cleveland and gone to Miami if he could have got a player the equivalent of Dame Lillard? Yes, but he wouldn't have signed the extension a year before he had to. Okay. That's okay. Fair. I'm going to take, take your That's word a, for no, it. No, no, no. He knows. That's a fair answer. That's so a fair why answer. do you think he did it? He did this before, Molly. Yeah. He signed. This happened a couple years ago. He could have waited. Yeah. He signed the extension a year to take the pressure off Milwaukee. They won a title that year. Worked out for him. Yeah. So I do, I do think in his Good heart Juju of hearts. on his side? I do think in his heart of hearts he wants to be a buck. Yes. But again, this is a ruthless or this is a ruthless situation. Go talk to Dame Lillard. Mm-hmm. One year ago, he was smiling, saying, "I'm going to be a Blazer for life." Right. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. You've been cu- you've been doing this a long time. Right. So I've been. Saying, I'm a little jaded. I, I'm you're sorry. Saying Molly, expect the unexpected. Molly, yes, sir. Molly, let me let me ask Stephen a question. Stephen, let me ask you this: Do you believe it's it's easier or harder to win a team, win a championship with the team that draft you, or leave and go win a, a championship somewhere else? I think it's I think it's harder to win a championship with the team that drafted you because so many components come into the equation. If you depart to go to a championship contender, your belief is the pieces are already in place. I'm just a missing ingredient. But when you're drafted, you're pretty much at the mercy of the organization. Outside of your own individual excellence, you're at the mercy of that organization. It truly, truly is always a team effort, but more so with the team that drafted you as opposed to you choosing to go to a championship the, contender the because some of the pieces are in all different. In this right. particular case, the Bucks have been contenders for like six consecutive years. And by the got guys on the squad who won a championship with them. That's true, but Correct. they're all in their 30s. Right. Giannis is 29. Right. So he's committing to a bit of an unknown future. Now, I know he's got Lillard. I don't know what Dame Lillard's going to look like in three years. Right. I mean, I, I feel like he's still going to be a great player, but yes. he's going into a little bit of the unknown here. Without having seen how this season, well, you really think me, it's murky waters based on? I don't. Be, I don't believe it's murky yeah, waters. Not, not, not when you average thirty-one and eleven. Not when you guys have been registering the best record in the regular season over the last three years. Not when you just acquired Damian Lillard. And in the sport of basketball, you know this just as well as me, Wendy. The bottom line is this, Shannon. Give me two stars. Yes. And Super. nice quality supplementary players around it. The hardest part is to find the two stars. When you got the two stars and everybody and their grandmama knows, these are the cornerstones of the franchise. We're yeah. going to them. The rest of us just have to do our job. Right. Then I think it's a little bit easier. Yeah. All of that Chris, is going to be true next summer when he could have waited and seen. All right, okay. last Chris here, Middleton Shannon. is the third option who's a many-time all-star. There are not very many guys, that not very many teams that have a third option that's a many-time all-star. Coming off a knee injury that we're not sure about. That is true about that, but I believe Again, in Bobby Murphy. Portis. I believe in Bobby Portis. And Brooke Lopez, Lopez. is what he is. All right, well, the guys in their 30s. Yeah, I got Boston winning the East, by the way. Well, even if he didn't sign the contract and win, if you got all these questions, what difference does it make? You don't think they're going to win the championship with them without. make a difference whether you got four years or one year. Because it makes a difference. That's why. Okay. To be continued, Giannis is one of three players ever to win MVP, Finals MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. The other two, MJ and Hakeem. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. 
One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets but expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. The NBA season tips off tonight with a pair of marquee matchups. First up, the Lakers take on the Nuggets in a rematch of the 23 Conference Finals, followed by Suns Warriors. Now, according to Caesar Sportsbook, those four teams are the four favorites to win the West. Shannon, uh, which of these teams has the best chance of winning the West, in your humble opinion? Told me, say you never go against the best player. He said he never picks against uh, Michael Jordan in the 90s, so I don't know why he, in the 2020s he would go against Goat James. I think he's oh reinvigorated. Don't do that. Don't do that, Stephen. Don't do that. Don't, <laughs> please, please. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It seems to be reinvigorated. Now, every, my whole thing is based on me winning this bet with Stephen A. Uh-huh. That Anthony Davis plays at least 65 games. <laughs> I believe that he's going to lose it before Valentine's Day. He's going to lose that day. He's going to lose that bet before Valentine's Day. You mark my words. Go ahead, but what, Shannon. But what I like most is the depth that they've added. I love Gabe Vincent. I love Torian Prince. You see the, the maturation and the steps that he's taken year after year with an Austin Reeves. D'Lo, I believe. D'Lo is going to play better in the regular season and moving forward than what he had in the playoffs, especially in the finals, in the Western Conference Finals against the Nuggets. I like this team. Like I said, you said two superstars. They have two superstars. Austin Reeves, I like the role players. I like the bench. I like the depth. And I think Darwin Darwin Ham has a better understanding. First year coaching, got to the Western Conference Finals. I believe he'll be even better in his second year. I like the Lakers. I got Lakers, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors in that order. Go ahead. The the Nuggets fans don't always like ESPN. And sometimes <laughs> I don't blame them because it's the way we sometimes treat the Nuggets. This team is loaded. They are totally, you know, back. Their top four players are all back. They're all 
pretty much taken care of contractually. They've brought in some, uh, some, some pieces that replace their role players. I was a little bit, when I heard uh, Calvin Booth, their general manager, he gave an interview to The Ringer last week, and he said, you know, our team's a little bit tired. And I do think that they're a little bit primed for a bit of a championship hangover. We see that even with teams that have won a bunch of championships like we saw with the Warriors last year. But then I watched Jokic in this preseason. He's killing. He doesn't look like he's missed a step since he walked out of the finals. So, look, I'm not saying Denver's going to have the best record. I'm not saying that Denver's not going to have some points where they may be in the, in the lulls. I'm not saying Michael Malone's not going to have to stomp around and shoot smoke out of his ears like he does three or four times a year. But I don't know how you can look at this team with their guys in their 20s, with what they proved that they can do last year, and not have them, as Caesar says, bona fide number one candidates to repeat in the West. Let me tell y'all something right now. First of all, to go to LeBron James, Shannon said something that he doesn't even realize is laughable. He said, you know something? Uh, LeBron James, what's the word you use? Revitalized or whatever? Yeah, I mean, yeah, what he said? yeah he uh, reinvigorated. Uh, reinvigorated. Reinvigorated. That's what you said. Uh, Shannon Sharp, the last time we saw LeBron James, you know what he did? Draw 40 on 40. Right here. 40. Yeah. 40, 10, and 9. I know they got swept. It was game four. But that was the brother that showed up. In other words, what I'm trying to say to you, you know, reinvigorated, LeBron is going to be LeBron. I expect greatness from him. It's no dipping. What's he going to do that he hasn't done? But it wasn't enough. You know why? Because your boy Anthony Davis. <laughs> That's why your boy Anthony Davis, that dude that you swear is going to play at least 65 games. You're going to lose that bet. You're going to lose that bet. You're going to lose that bet, Brian, by by Valentine's Day, gonna it's going to be over. Two, mo two months to go in the season, he's going to miss those 17 games already. So let's get that out the way, okay? That's number one. Number two, let me say this. I'm going to roll with the Phoenix Suns, y'all. I'm going to roll with the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to ask y'all to pay attention. Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant. Yeah. One of the most efficient offensive superstars this game has ever seen, although we didn't like his performance that well in the postseason. Bottom line, he's only played eight regular season games with Phoenix last year before the, the playoffs began. I mean, let's remember that. I mean, it ain't like the brother was there every day playing with a full training camp, full season, et cetera, et cetera, with these brothers. That's number one. Number two, Bradley Beal. Let's not forget the brother's a 30-point-per-game scorer. If he, he can get you buckets now, okay? And he's finally got incentive to play instead of being mired in the nation's capital. We thought the sewage was the politicians. Now, evidently, we didn't watch enough of the Wizards, okay? He's been going through a lot there, okay? So now he's going to be in a better situation. And that brother, Devin Booker, that brother, Devin Booker, I mean, did you see him? Did you see him? Did you see him? Oh, I mean, have you been watching? This brother yeah. is something special. Kobe-esque in my mind. He's got that kind of potential. And by the way, he's going to be playing some point because you got Bradley Beal at the lot. two. So a he's going to be playing point a lot. So that brother's going to have a ball in his hands as a point guard. Lord have mercy. Look the hell out. And then, by the way, you see, so Okoji is nothing to sneeze at, okay? Okay, Watanabe is over there now from Brooklyn. You've got this. I mean, you've got them going on right there. Can't ignore that. You got, uh, uh, Jay, uh, you know, what is it? What's his name? Jay, that's right, right? Grayson Allen, right? You got him there. So now you got a bench. You got a bench, too. And last but not least, uh, Shannon, this is near and dear to your heart because I know you're partial to L.A. I mean, you, you're from the South, but you know you don't you done been <laughs> Hollywood. You done on Hollywood, okay? Yo, man, this dude, Frank Vogel, who's more incentivized than him? Won a championship in 2020 in the bubble. 
okay, guided that team to a championship. We all know the man knows a thing or two about coaching. And the Lakers booted him out of there. He didn't feel he didn't feel like he was appreciated enough. Now I love me some Jeannie Buss. I ain't knocking her for a decision. I love me some Jeannie Buss. You know what? And 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 Polinka has done a hell of a job since acquiring Huchimori, uh, Rui Hachimori and all of these guys. Vanderbilt, D'Angelo, or yeah, Russell, all the think but, about it. But Frank Vogel coaching his team. We know they're going to be there defensively. And offense. With who? Who the? Excuse me. Defensively. So Kevin, no, Kevin no. Durant. Kevin. So when did Kevin Durant start playing? Schematically, defense? schematically, Frank Vogel knows what he's doing defensively. I'm not saying they're going to be all world. I'm just saying they're going to be better defensively and offensively. They're going to be unstoppable. You got to score 120 points to beat Phoenix. I but think they're going to be right there. Uh, Stephen A. Look at all the teams that Kevin Durant's been on since the Warriors. Brooklyn. Got, got Brooklyn, Kyrie, and, Brooklyn got, and Phoenix. And who could they guard? They couldn't guard a park car with a Uzi. It so wasn't him. Again. It wasn't him. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, stop, stop. Santa, stop. You know Steve Nash was coaching that team. Steve Nash was coaching that team for the first couple of years. Stop that. Wendy, tell him, come on now. Steve okay. Nash is not a defensive-minded coach. That had okay, a lot to do Monty, with it. What is Monty, what, what was Monty Williams? Is he a defensive-minded coach? Well, well you know, you got to remember, I understand that. But you know what? Still in all, he came there for eight games. Eight games in the regular season oh, in the postseason, hey, Janet. I'm glad, I'm glad you walked into that trap. So you telling me he might miss trap. 17 games. He might miss 17 games before Valentine's Day, huh? That's true. You're right. Oh. You're right about that. Time to Excuse me. Whoa. Hold on. Pump the brakes. Okay. Even though you're right about that, even <laughs> though you're right about that in all likelihood, offensively, you got Booker and Bill. And yeah. guess what? And guess what? Until playoff time. Excuse me. Offensively, as much as we love KD, LeBron James desperately needs Anthony Davis. Yes. You do understand that. Yes. You understand that. And he's going to give it Lakers. to you. Go, 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 Here's go. the problem with the Lakers. Everything that Shannon says is correct. And also Austin Reeves. I spent a month with Team USA this summer. Everybody on that organization was like, oh, man, Austin Reeves can really play. Like, as much as you thought he was a good player. And here's the other thing. He comes off with his aw shucks Arkansas Big stuff, life. and then he kills you. Right. He's a killer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem, Shannon. The the competition in the West is brutal. Brutal. There, look, some of these this Lakers team that LeBron's got. With all this different optionality, look at the hands that Darwin can play. He can play big. He can play small. He can play fast. He can move LeBron here. He can move AD over there. He, he looks down his bench. He's got six or seven different guys he can rotate in there. But look at the Warriors. Look at the Nuggets. Look at the Suns. Warriors. Like, then we beat yeah, the Warriors. Yeah, Warriors don't have Warriors. enough Warriors. size. Stephen no A., if, if you were playing make it, take it, I would take the Suns. You know, you play make it, take it, you make the ball, you still keep it. But in the NBA, once you score, the other team gets an opportunity to score also. Right. right. Okay. So okay. I'm still taking it. I you ain't talking it, but, me but, off but, my legs. But in the same breath, no matter what the Lakers have in place, and let's be, 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 let's be clear, we all know I'm rooting for the Lakers because we know where I want to be in yeah. June. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, we can, let's be very clear <laughs> and unapologetic about that. I ain't rooting against the Lakers. That's where I want to be come June. And I, I still, this, I, it almost brings tears to my eyes when I think about the, the whole damn bubble thing, and that's the year Miami and the Lakers choose to meet in the NBA Finals. Of all the years, they choose to meet it when we had to do it in the damn bubble. So that's the that's 
that's the part in my career that's on my bucket list. I've missed that. Miami versus the Lakers. But that's neither here nor there. When you look at the Los Angeles Lakers, they got a shot. They're a legitimate opponent. I get that. But Wendy's right. The West is absolutely loaded. And the reality is, is that if you got to put up those amount of points, excuse me, with the Lakers, everything evolves around Anthony Davis. When you look at the Suns, I'm sorry. They got a three-headed monster offensively, and I can't ignore that. Stephen A., why are you down on the Warriors? Because last year you were Just, I think Shannon's right about their size. I think they need additional size. And, minor, and listen, listen, CP3 going there, listen, you're gonna, he's going to help cut down on those turnovers significantly. My biggest thing with CP3 is, first of all, staying healthy because he's Thank one of the great point guards this game has ever seen. Number two, though, how much is he going to be able to elevate Moody and Kaminga? At some point, they got to produce. They got to step up Kaminga and be more had a great of a preseason. He always has a good, decent preseason. I, I want to hear that. The, the, the rate when it counts, Steve Kerr got him on the bench. And maybe that's Steve Kerr's fault. Maybe that Steve Kerr needs to bring him along and have a little bit more faith in him. I don't know. What I'm saying is CP3 has to help get more out of Kaminga and Moody for the, for the Golden State Warriors success. Steph Curry, 35, man. Gonna be 35. Clay Thompson, 34. Okay, and Clay Thompson, uh, uh, Devin Booker gave it to him. Clay Thompson got gave to respond to, to that and, and show him. I'm just gonna say again, there were years that the Warriors went 12 and 0 through the West playoffs because they didn't have to sniff a team like there's three more this year. And I didn't even bring up the Kings. I was getting ready kill, to. The who want to kill the Warriors yeah, too? Right. So yeah. I just think it's it's not that there's anything wrong with these teams. Right. It's just that these other teams are all loaded up. Yes. King's got to get somebody other than Sabonis. I mean, we know he can play all-star caliber, but I need, but boy, did he fold come playoff time. He just yeah. he couldn't buy a jump shot, okay? I need something other than Sabonis to help out that brother De'Aaron Fox, okay? Okay, and Malik Monk. Them, them brothers playing together. I love Murray. that Keegan Murray. I'm a huge fan of his as well. Mike Brown knows what he's doing, but you got to get more out of Sabonis. But I'm looking at Phoenix. I'm looking at the Clippers. Of course, it's going to come down to Kawhi's health along with Paul George. BG. The Lakers, Denver, Phoenix to me are the guys in the Western Conference. That's how I view it, with everybody else on the outside looking in. All right. It'll be good. Yes. See the CP3 debut with the Warriors. Bradley revenge Hill game. with the Suns. Little no CP3 Draymond Green. revenge game. He's yeah. dealing with the ankle. So, yeah, it'll be fun. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. 
If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Welcome back. The Rangers headed back to the World Series for the first time since 2011 after a blowout Game 7 win over the Houston Astros. Adelis Garcia was named MVP of the ALCS and had a monster Game 7 performance with five RBIs and a home run. Here's Rangers manager Bruce Bochy on getting back. It's unreal that I'm here, to be honest. I mean, I was sitting at the house for three years and think here I am going to the World Series. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's special, but it's more about them and, uh, you know, trying to find a way to, to get a ring for those guys. We just got beat. You know, sometimes, you know, there's no rhyme or reason. Um, sometimes you lose and sometimes you get, you get beat. You know, there's a difference. You know, we got, you know, we got beat. All right. We bring in the one and only Jeff Passan. Jeff, great to see you. Fantastic to be here, Molly. All right, Jeff, talk to me. What's been the deciding factor for the Rangers in this run to the World Series? It's the long ball. You know, there's an aphorism in baseball, uh, ball go far, team go far. And if you look at the American League Championship Series, the Rangers out-homered the Astros 15-10. to 10, And that difference of five home runs is made up completely by Adelis Garcia. He hit five in the series. And, and toward the end, Unreal. especially in Game 7, it was like couldn't do anything wrong. He was four for five, had two home runs, drove in five runs betted. And the fact that that came three days after getting tagged by a 99-mile-per-hour fastball by Brian Abreu and causing all the consternation in this series and adding drama to the fact that these two teams really don't like each other already, uh, it was just a really good finish to what was a fantastic series. And the Texas Rangers absolutely earned it by taking out the defending World Series champions. Was it a product, I mean, the firepower that they've had, people have been raving about that all season long, and we've seen it legitimized, obviously, during this postseason, especially in this series. Having said all of that, though, when you look at the series in the NLCS, when you look at the Phillies and the, and the Diamondbacks, if you're the Texas Rangers, who's the ideal opponent for you between those two with a Game 7 coming up in that series? I mean, the answer is probably Arizona. I feel... I don't know if guilty is the right word, but I don't feel great saying that because the Milwaukee Brewers thought the same. They were favored over the Diamondbacks. The Los Angeles Dodgers thought the same. They were favored over the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks won 84 games in the regular season. They just snuck into the playoffs in that last wild card spot. And yet, 
And yet, here they are one game away from the World Series with Brandon Fott on the mound, a guy who threw five and two-thirds shutout innings and punched out nine Philadelphia Phillies in his last start against them. Mm. The Diamondbacks have really, like, embraced this underdog thing. I know we see it in sports all the time. Oh, you didn't believe in us. You didn't think we were. No, with the Diamondbacks, it's actually true. Nobody did believe in them except themselves. But they talk about how they're scrappy. They talk about how they're gritty. The Phillies may have more stars. But the Diamondbacks have played them evenly through six games. And when it's a seventh game, like, it's baseball. You know, it's a coin flip at this point. Jeff, what's going to be the who's, who or what's going to be the difference in the LCS, the Game 7 Diamondbacks and the Phillies? Who will be the difference maker? Yeah, I, I look at Ranger Suarez, Shannon. Um, this is a guy who has pitched 14 innings for the Phillies this postseason and has allowed one run. And and while it's difficult to say a starting pitcher is going to be the most important guy in a playoff game, considering starting pitchers really don't go much longer than six innings now anyway, the beginning of the game is going to be the most vital part of it. You know, the Phillies were undefeated at Citizens Bank Park going into yesterday's game. And then the Diamondbacks get some early runs and really took the crowd out of it. That's how Arizona looks at this. In this series... When the Phillies score in the first inning, they are 3-0. and When the Phillies don't score in the first inning, they are 0-3. And so that early pitching matchup between Fott and Suarez is going to really set the tone for the game. And we're going to see if the crowd in Philadelphia that has been bonkers all season long is kept in the game and is going to be standing up on every pitch or get knocked out of it early like they were yesterday. Uh, just make well, sure you don't – you just better make sure you don't play Kimbrough. I'm talking about Thompson, the manager for the Phillies. Just, just, don't put him in. Don't put him in. He don't need to play tonight, okay? He don't need to play tonight, uh, Jeff Pastor. He doesn't need to play. Don't, don't you put that man in that situation. Eighth or ninth inning, don't put him nowhere near it if the game's close. Just keep him out. Those big left-handed bats of the Phillies. Jeff, those big left-handed bats of the Phillies, Harp and Swarberger might have something to say about it tonight also. Got you. Yeah, yeah. I believe. Oh, no doubt about it. And and they have been just so dynamic, not just this postseason, but every October. Like, there are guys who, when the playoffs come around, find the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. That is Kyle Schwarber. That is Bryce Harper. And, you know, when you look at Bryce Harper, uh, I'm still fascinated by this man. Uh He was 15 years old when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Mm -hmm. Not many guys can say that. You know, this is like an exclusive list that uh, begins with LeBron James and ends with Bryce Harper. And there are so many pitfalls along the way, so many things that can go wrong, that could turn your career sideways. And yet Bryce Harper the whole way uh, has been a shining example of a baseball player, a paragon of how to be. And he's a guy who wants his first championship now. Left Washington in 2019. The Nationals won it that year. Now it's his turn to try and go and get it with the Phillies. Yeah. First game seven in franchise history. It'll be fun tonight. Jeff, thank you so much. And by the way, your Chiefs are the favorites yet again, so I know that makes you happy. As they should be. I'm sure, I'm sure As they should be, Molly Karen. You're loving, the, you're loving the Taylor Swift chest bumps and, you know, all that. You're all about it. Good to see you, Jeff. I'm not loving that handshake, though. <laughs> Step it up, girls. <laughs>